Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Cape Town, a superhero podcast about superhero things. This week is a scripted episode. I'll be telling you all about Robin or Nightwing. We're talking about Dick Grayson this episode. Now next week, of course, Ryan and Hannah will join me and we'll do a deeper dive into Grayson's history in the comics and the movies and the TV shows. And I'll see you then. But for now, here is our episode about Dick Grayson. Okay, so there are five pillars to the character of Batman, and this is not just an opinion. Well, at least it's not just my opinion. This is a theory that was put forth by Glenn Weldon. He's an NPR contributor and a comic book expert. And in his very interesting book about Batman called The Caped Crusade, he theorizes that most Batman fans get stuck thinking about Batman in terms of just three or four of these five pillars. And that's why so many of them have a hard time accepting changes to the character. You know how comic book fans are notoriously sort of temperamental. Uh, they, they break out in hives anytime a favorite character doesn't fit their preconceived notion. And that's particularly true of Batman, a guy who just about everybody has some sort of pet version of. Uh, but these five pillars are really interesting and provide a lot of insight into today's main character, Grayson. So for the first year of Batman's existence, only about four of these five pillars were in place. There was Batman the superhero, who suited up in a costume for his uh, one-man crusade against crime. There was Batman the detective, the smartest guy in Gotham City, if not the whole DC universe. There was Batman the ninja, a world-class expert in hand-to-hand -hand combat. And finally, Batman the billionaire, the, uh, the, the debonair businessman, with the deepest pockets in town. And as far as most Batman iterations go, this is about as far as they go, right? For the, all the movies, for sure, many of the TV shows, and even most of the comics as well. But there is a fifth pillar, which is often neglected in the adaptations, without which the rest of the Batman story doesn't quite work. And it's been kind of a controversial pillar too, both for fans and for parents, and even for the US government, as we'll see, uh, but it's ended up being inseparable from the character. So to tell you what that pillar is, we have to do a little history lesson here. One year after Batman's creation in Detective Comics, the creative team was really hitting a groove, right? Their dark and avenging shadow of the night was a huge hit, but writer Bill Finger had a problem. He wanted to showcase Batman's dizzying detective skills, but Batman was a loner. He didn't have anyone to explain his deductive reasoning to. And uh, Finger had modeled Batman after Sherlock Holmes and he realized that his Batman needed a Dr. Watson. He needed an audience stand-in to be dazzled by Batman's brilliance. Now, Bob Kane was Batman's co-creator, and he was more of the PR guy, and he smelled a marketing opportunity with this problem. Comic books were a big hit with kids. Batman was doing well with the kids set. So why not give the kids someone with whom they could identify? Not just an audience stand-in, but an actual surrogate, a Batman protege who could help lighten the mood a little bit, uh, give Batman a more of a relatable side. And it was widely hoped around the offices convince parents that Batman's violent adventures still had a kid-friendly angle. So it was a new young artist named Jerry Robinson who actually kind of threaded the needle here. 
He was inspired by paintings this illustrator named N.C. Wyeth did of Robin Hood. And he sketched this costume with this sort of Robin Hood-like medieval flair, uh, the tunic, the little pixie boots, the tights. He put it in bright colors uh, like a trapeze artist to offset Batman's somber tones. And in keeping with his Robin Hood theme, he even titled the drawing Robin the Boy Wonder. Now, you may have seen the comic book cover that introduces Robin. It's very famous. And he's, he's leaping through a hoop like in a circus act uh, that Batman is holding. And the cover, has, the cover is very bombastic. It says, the sensational character find of 1940, Robin, the boy wonder. And then even on page one, it keeps going, the Batman, that amazing weird figure of the night, takes under his protecting mantle an ally in his relentless fight against crime, introducing in this issue an exciting new figure whose incredible gymnastic and athletic feats will astound you. A laughing, fighting young daredevil who scoffs at danger like the legendary Robin Hood whose name and spirit he has adopted and it goes so on and so forth like that. Now, in retrospect, Batman's creative team didn't really think this through very well. They had really hoped that the inclusion of a younger sidekick would uh, mollify worried parents, but it turns out that sending a skimpily dressed boy into battle with gun-wielding maniacs and psychotic clowns alongside his mysterious wealthy bachelor was maybe not every parent, pastor, and teacher's preferred reading material for their kids, and uh, this would turn out to be a problem later on, but sales-wise, it was a huge hit. Robin's debut issue sold twice as many issues as the previous months had, and that is what really implemented this fifth and final pillar of Batman's character, one that has angered fans and has baffled filmmakers who don't like to film this, but Batman as a father is an important part of the Batman mythology. So the story of Dick Grayson pretty well known. Dick Grayson is a member of a family of trapeze artists known as the Flying Graysons but their manager refuses to pay off the mob on a Gotham City stop. The mob boss retaliates by murdering all but young Dick, who is taken in by Bruce Wayne, who sees a chance to give the young orphan the direction and mentorship he himself never had when he was a kid. Together, they become the most dynamic duo in the pop culture canon. Batman and Robin, it, it just really flows up the tongue like Laurel and Hardy or Simon and Garfunkel, and it's become a really indispensable part of the Batman story. You've seen it replicated by the likes of Batgirl and Catwoman, and Batman has current new sidekicks like the Signal, Red Robin, Batwing, but Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson were the first and feel the most quintessential to pop culture. Now, throughout the 60s and 70s, as Marvel Comics overtook DC as America's premier comic book company, Stan Lee coined this phrase that has guided a lot of superhero comics ever since. And it's, this phrase is the illusion of change. The idea here is that comic books can shake up the status quo, but they can't ever really shake it up. Characters will always come back to life if they die. Romantic interests will always fade. That's why Peter Parker is still a bachelor making ends meet in Queens. It's why Lex Luthor is never going to actually stay in jail for any appreciable amount of time. Things just can't actually really change in superhero comics for the most part. But that has not been true of Dick Grayson. He has changed and very very, very rare case of this. He's grown up. In 1964, he became the leader of a group of sidekicks known as the Teen Titans. In 1984, he pretty much gets sick of playing second fiddle to Batman, 
uh, who wouldn't after 44 years, and he becomes Nightwing. He takes on his new identity. Uh, Nightwing, actually, this is sort of forgotten in the shuffle, but uh, Night, the name Nightwing, according to the comics, was a Kryptonian myth that Superman had told Dick Grayson about, and he liked the name so much that he kept it for his own. Now, as Nightwing, Dick Grayson actually relocated. He left Gotham City. He went to the nearby city of Bloodhaven, uh, which is later established as his hometown. And it's sort of supposed to be the more economically depressed city next to Gotham. It's just not as, as financially well off. No Bruce Wayne to pay their taxes around there. The mantle of Robin started to change. It went through a lot of hands over the years. Uh, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, Stephanie Brown, currently Bruce Wayne's son, Damien. And we can get into some of these guys in some future episodes. But Dick Grayson himself isn't Robin anymore. And he hasn't been in over... 30 years. Uh, he's grown up into an adult. He's been a government spy. He's led his own team of superheroes. And as far as comics continuity goes, being Robin was really just Dick Grayson's prologue to a very long, successful career as a grown-up superhero who's still sort of in Batman's shadow, still sort of tied to the Bat family, as it's called. But he's not really the sidekick anymore. He's even notorious among fans for a sort of subverting superhero comics obsession with the male gaze. Uh, he twists his body into a lot of seductive shapes and is known for having the best button superhero comics. But through it all, I, I would say he, he hasn't uh, really uh, totally become independent of the Batman legacy. He's, uh, he's more of a mentee now. He still frequently reaches out to his old chum for advice. Uh, because Batman is in many ways his father figure and Batman is still trying to be for someone else what nobody ever was for him, a savior. We'll talk more about Dick Grayson next week in our follow-up episode with Ryan and Hannah. Thank you so much for listening to Cape Town, everybody. If you haven't subscribed yet, I really hope you do so. We'd also love some positive reviews from you as well. We do appreciate all of those. We've seen everybody chiming in there, and, and uh, that's been very, very helpful for us. Uh, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Cape Town Pod on Twitter and the Cape Town Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, you can chime in over there as well with how you feel about these, uh, these episodes that we're doing. We are here every week with uh, with a new superhero character or superhero motif to tackle and uh, looking forward to soon we'll be going back to, we'll be heading back to the theaters to actually see Black Widow and of course we'll discuss that on Cape Town as well. No need for thanks citizen. We'll see you next week.